Welcome to Living in the Matrix. I'm Jonathan, and I'm left of center. And I'm Rich, and I tend to lean a little bit more to the right. But the bottom line is, is together we try to look for the balance of what it means to be human in today's world. Let's get started. And uh, welcome to Living in the Matrix. I'm Jonathan. This is Rich. Say hello, Rich. Hey, everybody. Great to be back. Awesome. And we have a phenomenal guest today. Uh, we have San, is it uh, Queen? San Quinn. San, San Quinn. Quinn. Yeah. And he is a Taoist priest. And I'm just going to say hello and let you jump in. All right. Um, thank you. Welcome. I'm really grateful that you invited me on your podcast. And I'm always, always excited to share you know, uh, consciousness uh, worldwide in any way, shape or form. And when we really bring together that old expression, kumbaya, I mean, that's true and true to be when someone actually accepts another person, no matter what their perception or their truth of their reality is. And that's a real understanding of what consciousness and acceptance is. So thank you. I'm very grateful for being here. Ab absolutely. We are so glad to have you. I found you on Instagram and you have really sort of these very consistent, very uh, thoughtful posts that you put in your reels and across social network. Help us understand sort of your thought process as a Taoist priest and, and the content you create. What What's yeah. your story? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, what, what seems to be going on right now is sort of like a level of frequency shift in the, within the earth and definitely within the universe. And you're starting to realize that, you know, this, this access to information, the, the idea of being enlightened um, is becoming more and more uh, reproduced and, and accessible to most people as it should be. And if you look around, if you go and tap in on Yelp, I want to find a psychic, you, you wouldn't find it 10 years ago. Now there's a couple of hundred people that claim they're me, you know, mediums and psychics. And I think it's beautiful that just the idea that they're getting validation, that what they're tapping into is a high level of information. And then, you know, how I created, I sort of merged many things. So I'll take the spirituality. I'll also take ancient indigenous practices that have been taught to me that are tens of thousands of years old through my my uh, or, ordained uh, Taoist lineage. And then I'll also integrate, you know, um, other languages like quantum physics, um, you know, epigenetic science, just to help people validate what they're experiencing. So if, if I'm sort of sitting here and you're on the other side of the world and, um, you know, uh, I wave my finger and next minute your pain has gone away, a healing, uh, you know, I mean, the myriad of different things that I've seen in over 30 years, there's nothing I haven't seen. So what you consider possible is absolutely more than possible. It's real. And so where you're at in your own level of consciousness. So when I integrate these languages, that's how we get this sort of a much greater understanding. And most people, if they hang around long enough and listen to my material, either go and listen to my podcast or just listen to the reels. Have you been on the podcast? The podcast is sort of like something that blows people away because you get to I, I do about an hour and a half myself and I go over all things. So I'll have an angle of quantum physics and then I'll go into some spirituality. I'll use some Taoist practices that parallel other things. 
And then I'll finish off with an actual exercise so you can experience this high level of consciousness and make it very tangible for you and go, holy moly, how did he do that? He wove his his finger around and boom, you have this this experience. And that's really what it's about is understanding that. I sort of noticed that you guys were really excited realizing, you know, you've been friends for many years and you come together, you have similar thoughts, you're getting these downloads, these ideas of what, you know, how you want to perceive your reality. And that's what it is, gentlemen. It's a, it's a powerful opening of consciousness that you've just obtained. And, and then from a neurological level, we're taking it to a, another level where if someone witnesses something using the neurology of their body, they can now replicate it as quickly as they perceive it. And mm-hmm. so that's a whole nother ball game. Well, unfortunately, we have also found that when trauma happens, it can be lived over and over again as if it happened. Like when we talked about um, Anna, right, at the beginning of Dr. Joe's um, book, right, Jonathan? Mm-hmm. He had a gal who, um, who her husband jumped off a building, right? And um, her physiological construct was such that she was reliving it as if it happened again and again and again. So on, on, a, on a negative side, right, or any kind of side, you could see how there's permanence to that, right? Physiological, like we're talking cancers and, and, and massive GI issues, that were actually fomented based on on this mental trauma that she she could not release, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, I mean that's the foundation of really Chinese medicine and really understanding. So you know, when I just do quick you know psychic readings on people and they flip out because I've never met them before, but I can give them their mental emotional state inside of sixty seconds from reading their aura, they get a little they get a little weirded out. They're like, "How is that possible? You don't know me." Well, I'm just reading the information. I'm not. I'm not um, creating a judgment on your personality. I'm just reading the excess and deficiency of what's going on in your energetic field that is reflected on your organs and what the virtue or emotion is being stored in each particular organ that then manifests into a physical uh, ailment, which is what you're referencing. I assume you're referencing Doctor Joe as in dispenser. Correct. Yeah. 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 I, I have this incredible, interesting love affair with with uh, Dr. Dispenser. It's because anytime I mention some level of like um, co- coherence, which is a sexy word right now, they're like, oh, yeah, is that the Dispenser stuff? Okay, let me take a deep breath. <laughs> it, this is a this is a realization that these indigenous practices have been around a, a really long time and that's where my personality steps in and says hey listen you don't need to be a priest right now let's just sort of process what why is it that everyone associates because he's very articulate and extremely well versed in understanding the mechanics of neurology and yes. that's really how you you drop a message in to someone's unconscious to process it consciously when you can use the mechanisms and it's sort of like sitting and listening to material all of a sudden it goes hang on a second wow this makes sense to me how did that happen i just don't know but i can feel it i can feel it within itself i think there's uh, dr joe really kind of uh, blew my mind is an appropriate way when i went through a lot of his work because what i think he does is he he discovered the structural components of how ancient medicines have worked. Like you said, Mm -hmm. it's like, Mm -hmm. he's not giving us anything new. He's putting it in a language that's understandable that has no religious background because when it's in science, 
it's easier to digest without a filter of hold on now, you know, kind of that, that's the part of we all we've wrestled with for 15 years together is, you know, we started connected over our own faith of Christianity and then realized there's a dissonance growing and we're in a much different place now. So there's that, that journey is what Dr. Joe has kind of helped you understand the mechanics and the levers. And I love that about him. It's, it's been extremely helpful for me. He, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's beautiful to see. I, I, I love it when people can become more aware of their sensory perception and that's how you level up um, in consciousness. And, you know, there's, there's the baseline of understanding the physiology which evokes the uh, mental emotional that then activates the energetic and then we ripple into the spiritual. So there's all these levels of ascension that give you the gateway to this high level of knowing. And that's kind of why I always talk about never, you know, if you're thinking, you're not knowing. If you're knowing, you are all knowing because you're feeling. See, so the thought component yeah. is where you process things, you compartmentalize things, whereas when you feel it, you know it. And that's why the register for, for my app specifically is you start with the feeling. So you can mm -hmm. hit play on that and the visual audible experience evokes the kinesthetic response, which makes you feel like you've had five pina coladas, 10 days in the Bahamas and a full body massage. And that happens all within a few seconds, let alone the 27 minutes that you experience per day. And that will then lead you to, okay, well, you're now asking me, I feel amazing, but what am I going to do? I mean, I've used all these other apps before and you walk away and I'm back to my same old real world problems that I have to deal with. Well, I developed what they call an Easter egg. So you go through the experience. After the first day of that experience, you're now able to validate your, your progression. So what happens is, you know, you create new synapses, information, energy highways of the brain when you're exposed to this material. Now, the beautiful part is you can experience it once. And what happens, I always tell people, once you experience it once, you can close your eyes and you'll see it visually in your third eye because all these energy centers are being activated from the first one that accesses the earth all the way to the universe and the seven in between, which some people would correlate or or, or associate with the, something they would call a chakra. We just call them energy centers within Taoism. And then, you know, you have more deeper understanding of what we call the Dantians, which would be an association with the physiology of your brain, your heart, and your gut. And so when you get that, you know, if you've gone deep enough into dispenser, he gives you a very clear understanding that guess what? Once this is humming, the truth teller, you, you connect with the brain, the brain is then able through the neural network to send a signal to the gut, which gives you the gut feeling. This has all got to do with the information, how it's translated. And more so than anything else as a Taoist, we, we very much everything, this is the information. This is where you get it from, the heart, not from the brain. The brain is more like a projector. And so you evoke what we call the red phoenix. And this is where we get the black hole energy, which is what Taoists use. And this is absolutely relevant to zero point energy within quantum and understanding that that is black hole energy. And so people have an epiphany when they're like, what, what, what are you talking about? Well, I actually had one of my students on who's a, a very well-renowned uh, functional medicine doctor. And he had his son who's studying at UCSF, uh, has a PhD, and he was studying the nucleus uh, of, of a cell. And guess what? 
Guess what he found in that cell? Dead center in the middle. The yin yang? Black hole energy. Mm. And, and, and he's Amazing. like, you've been teaching me this stuff for years, but he, boy, the zeros and ones can't lie. They're right here in front of you. We have the data. And this is where people get blown away. And I mean, you ask yourself, okay, if this, if this was accessed 10, 20,000 years ago, where did we get this information from? It's called direct source information. Yeah. What, so for our listeners, what is black hole energy? How would you define that? Okay. So it's basically from, from Hollywood perspective, it's an ominous black hole that sucks. It's a vortex that sucks the life out of everything and don't get near it or you'll enter the abyss, which eh, that's completely incorrect. So once you actually have been there, yeah, right, You've right. Seen Interstellar denies that too, right? Right, 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 right. right. So the, you know, the event horizon, the lip of the black hole, or what some people conventionally call a wormhole, is basically the enter, entering point of infinite, abundant, timeless, endless, limitless amounts of energy. And if you're following the Spencer, you may be following Nassim or Braden or any other, any of the myriad of other guys. And so Nassim especially, I find he warms my heart because he gets it. He's starting to really put out that, that information when it comes to the unified feel. I imagine you got that from mm-hmm. him. I'm not sure. So oh, yeah. understanding that, that that energy has been accessible for tens of thousands of years within Taoism. Now, within the universe, it was created. And so quantum uh, in of itself is made up of just an infinite amount of these black hole connections. That's how you qualify what we call the entanglement within quantum physics. So this energy is basically in every single cell of your body right down to a photon. And you, you use that as the connector dots that give you what we perceive as time and space between us, which there is none. It's just an infinite amount of these dots that are within the the photons that cannot be seen by the naked eye. So basically in itself, it's a, an access point to this energy that is limitless. It's infinite. And so mm-hmm. um, even the sim is, is claims that within the next 12 months, then you'll have access to, you know, some type of a device very similar to a cell phone that, you know, we could go, Hey, look, I'm going to put this on my car. I'm going to put this on my house. I'm going to, why do I need to spend excessive amounts on fossil fuel or, you know, um, solar or any of those things. Now, from a Dow's perspective, we've been using this energy um, because what is a black hole? A black hole is is basically the death of a star. And then that mm-hmm. sort of like rises up from the, the deconstruction of a star in itself. From a Dow's perspective, this is the Earth, right? Which the parallels are sort of like uncanny. Let me go. Let me guess there's, there's a magnetic field that's pulsating from the Earth, which is pulsating from the human body. And it's like, what are the chances of that? What a coincidence. And so through specific practices, you evoke the rising of the red phoenix, which is the death of a black star. Mm. Uh, sorry, the death of a star, which becomes a black hole. Mm. And through the ash, the red phoenix rises, opening up what we call the sacred infinite garden, the sacred infinite flower. And then you have access to this high level of consciousness and that starts to, you know, roll out into all different type of practices. We use grids, we use constellations that parallel with the constellations that are formed within the planet Earth, which would be would look more like, you know, you know, natural born like pyramids that are mountains. 
And, you know, I'm out here in, in Nevada in, in, you know, out in the desert and I can go to any, any amount of mountains that have this access of energy. And so as a Taoist, even within China, I brought this up on one of my podcasts about three months ago, there are hundreds of pyramids in China that have never been explored or even exposed. And so you have these pyramids that are all over the world and like, well, what do we normally do with them? Will you align them with the constellations? And then you draw a grid, which would be in the form of a bagua. And then from that, you use the star stepping, which is a, an ancient Taoist practice that we use. We evoke the energy from the constellation. And then we use that to construct, you know, magic, whatever, manifestation, healing. So I hope that answered your question. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, how, where did this journey for you begin? Because you obviously, uh, you're how old? How old are you? I'm 51. Okay. So where did it begin for you that you kind of um, began about, to see the glimpse about, of it? About 30 years ago, I started okay. like uh, getting involved with healing practices. I sort of merged into more of the physicality perspective, got involved with exercise, uh, bodybuilding, powerlifting. And then I realized that I had this, this consciousness and access. And so I went down the path of, of um, uh, discovering uh energetic practices, Taoism. And then later in my thirties, I became an ordained priest. Um, what was it? Do you remember like any moment where you really said, okay, this connects with me. Was there a moment that that happened? Well, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was right after my first channeling session. Mm. So, so um, my, my teacher at the time, put together a, a, a small class. And the first time I channeled ever, I channeled Latsu, who's the father of Taoism. Latsu, yeah. And I, basically, he's my teacher, my best friend, my, my, sure. my family member to this day, because I'm consciously aware of something that is I have direct access to. So mm. um, I access all, all my um, teachers within within. The myriad of teachers I have over 170 different teachers that I access for any any source information. So when you define things like um, um, God per se, when when I say, "Hey, uh, you know, I believe in the Tao," and and someone goes, "Okay, what is that?" I said, "Well, that would be equivalent to God in your you know your perception of what it is in relation to the Tao is the mother of all things." Now, when I say three pure ones, they're three immortal gods, and they're like. There is only one God. Okay, all right. We can we can take a moment and take a breath, understanding that on a much deeper level, that there really is. This is a transmutation of all one thing. We're all one thing. You and you and I are the same. Like and that's tell- a big jump for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's a huge jump intellectually or spiritually for a lot of people to make. Yeah, but it gets yeah. Fault, I think that's what that's why it needs to come true like that. I mean, for whatever silly reason, I'm still. I'm still caught up, Hawk. You know, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm getting there, Jonathan. But I mean, as as a as a as a Christ follower, um, and not yeah. the same way I used to be many years ago. I still think ontologically he's different than me, right? I think the Godhead is still ontologically different, right? Instead of we're of the same thing. Even though what I was thinking about on the beats the other day is like, think about this for a minute. When Jesus says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness; all these things will be, ha- you know, handed unto you." If the kingdom of God is within you, then that's exactly what it is. If you if you seek 
if you seek that and you and, and that's what you focus on and, and you become a better person because of it, then all these things will be given unto you. That's the, that's exactly the same message. So it just there, there's going to be I, I think there's an awakening happening right now. I don't know if it's the age of Aquarius, but there is definitely you know, you can see it all over Twitter. You know, it's not about the polemic and wokeness, which is another type of waking up right in terms of right versus left um, politically, but in terms of a gradual eye opening of different constructs that at one point in time would be considered, you know, anathema are now becoming more open. That like, no, let's let's open this up. Oh, Atlantis. Let's talk about Atlantis. Let's talk about, you know, the devil in, in Wyoming is actually probably an old tree stump or or whatever, right? These things where the imagination starts to come in and then at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you call it. You can call it a trinity or you can call it God in in, in, in perpetuity, right? There's no reason. That, that, that semantic dis, dis, difference between, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, really, in, in terms of what it means, it doesn't matter, right? Why do you have to Why do you have to cut that like a razor when, in fact, it doesn't matter, right? Well, I would say that there is a level of value because I've, I've experienced an infinite amount of energy, frequency, vibration. So what does that mean? It means that God energy is very different to Tao energy and, and never, ever dismiss either one. I always remind people, when you dismiss someone's belief system, you dismiss your own. Got so it. understanding that interconnection. So I've the gradients of specifically, there was one podcast I had probably three or four back and this uh, this this guy was just incredible, incredible energy, a great leader, you know, just as if he was like just pulling these incredible speeches of motivation out of the out of air. It was just mind blowing to me. And when I when I was speaking to him, he was very, very had a deep affinity with God and Jesus specifically. And when I looked at his field, God, Jesus was emanating from every aspect of I, I mean, it was almost like blinding the energy and the light coming incredible. from the sky. And so I was like, okay, um, I know you don't believe in reincarnation. She goes, look, I think it's a great idea. It's just not something I've ever read in the Bible that would validate that that's true. And I'm like, hey, that's beautiful. So this is the part where he got a little mind blown. I said, okay. So with that said, if I had to ask you a question, who, who, if you had to believe you were someone, you're reincarnation of anybody, who do you think that might be? And he was about to say something. I said, so I'll stop you right now. I can see that person in your field and who you're a reincarnation of. And he goes, okay. And I'm like, I'm going to tell you who it is, and then you can validate whether it's real or not. And I said, you're a reincarnation of Martin Luther King. And he went, oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, oh 10, that was 10,000% going to be accurate. And it freaked him out. And um, But it was a validation that is undeniable. And these are the sorts of things that take place, whether it's on a on a physical level, on a mental, emotional level, on a spiritual level. And and people are like, well, how do you, well, how did you do that? Well, I'm just training my sensory perception to be more aware of these things. And working with this type of stuff for th- over 30 years, it's very easy for me to access that. Like my visual appear, my visual to your visual would be completely different. When I look at everything, it looks like a computer screen that's made up of all these incredible colors. And all I have to do is put my attention intention to something and it will draw up information and it'll give me a whole myriad of different stuff that people are like, how could you possibly know that? Well, I don't know anything. I'm just accessing the information. And that's kind of like consciousness. That's all it is. And so he kind of freaked out at that. More than Akasha, right? Have you heard? I mean, is it just the Akashic records? 
Just another yeah, so I've heard of that, that actually. Um, no, I wouldn't say so. I mean, we, we don't define it as as the Akashic Records. Like I just had a, a, a dear friend of mine, Jesenia, who's a, a, um, a psychic medium, I guess. A, yeah, you'd call her that. And she was just on my podcast. I just released her her um, episode just yesterday. And she accesses the Akashic Records. And so, you know, you uh, you you look at this stuff and you look at the information. It's kind of like operating in a trance. You could go from, um, and I assume that you guys have at some point ex- explored, you know, hypnosis to some degree, right? Not really. Really? I have to some degree, but yeah. probably not to the degree you're speaking of. Right, right. And, you know, it's it's more the fear-based thing of losing control of of your ship. The reality is, is if you have a cell phone, if you're listening to my voice, if you're emotional, have you ever been emotional before? 100%. Right. Then you're suggestible. That, that's as simple as that. So, so understanding how to layer something, and it's not like the old Hollywood movies, look into my eye. I want you to follow my finger. That, that type of stuff is interesting, and, and that came from um, a character back in the 1800s called Mesmer, which then coined the word mesmerized, and understanding that hypnosis has been around for thousands and thousands of years, if you want to regress back to some character by the name of Thoth within Egyptian history, a mystic that claims to have had put the, the, the original access. Now, I don't really, hypnosis is very limited in relation to you're accessing your unconscious. That to me is very earth bound. When you're accessing all things, a higher level of frequency there is a second to none experience that you will receive from that, not just accessing someone's subconscious or unconscious, because there is a division between conscious, subconscious, and unconscious, even though some people would put unconscious and subconscious in the same category, but it's quite different. But getting back to the idea of there, everything has a different energy. Everything has a different frequency. I work with the big G, as you would define as God. I work with uh, JC all the time, Jesus Christ. Whatever I see in the field of the individual that has come to me for whatever reason, I'm going to work with those energies to achieve their high level of consciousness. May it be through physical, mental, emotional, and ultimately spiritual healing. And that's how it works. Well, I think that was one of the things that really captured my imagination about what Joe talks about. And a lot of people in social media talk about is just words or spells. And so he taught me about how you speak to yourself, like the idea of blessing your food actually brings in food that says, I'm okay with this. I I want this to be healthy to my body. And if we're like, oh, I'm eating too much and I shouldn't, we're dispelling our food. And it's that concept of the relationship that a thought and this is where Joe really got me, or and you probably deeply understand this, is that the thought creates the electrical signal, fires a chemical reaction in your body that you have to then make a judgment about. And that process is all started with words. You know, it's like... Or, or they're, they're about. Like, it, it's kind of like... An thoughts. In- I know the thoughts can appear. Yeah. Well, how, how I explain it is every, everything in your life has a recipe of three things doesn't matter what it is right now, five seconds ago, an hour tomorrow, next week, last year. It's a thought, feeling, and an emotion. And what happens with that that recipe is that evokes 
the alchemical response of the pituitary pineal and thalamus, which then creates the chemistry that uses the blood, which is a culture medium, as the messenger that evokes a, a, a genetic expression or gene expression, moreover, which then evokes the outcome within your physical body. Now, that can be accessed through anything because your skin is your sensory perception. So it has little self-receptors within your skin. All that information that you're taking in from outside of this physical body, which is basically the barometer and tuning fork of your reality, that is the thing that registers your your experience. So when you're ascending from a 3D to a 4D to a 5D, and the 5D is kind of like something that most people I've noticed have been evoking through external forces, may it be ayahuasca, LSD, whatever it is, I can give you a, an out-of-body experience using nothing more than the chemistry you're able to evoke through your pineal gland, and that comes from mastering the energy. When you master those 50 trillion cells, which Taoists are second to none at when it comes to the mastery of energy, the internal alchemy is what we have a reputation for. Our affinity with the universe has been going on for 10,000 years, a very well-known celebrity in the last 50 years who happened to, he came to me about two or three months ago and I did a, a couple of episodes on my podcast about was a guy by the name of Bruce Lee. And so Bruce Lee had a Taoist master that he worked with and there was a lot of um, sort of back and forth, but understanding how to, to, to cultivate and move that energy like a one-inch punch. I could teach anyone that. I could teach a 50-pound woman that, that's four foot, take her fist and drive it through the chest of a 300-pound, you know, gorilla and throw them across the room 10 or 20 feet. And that has to do with transferring the energy and how you transfer it, and it happens in a picosecond, as does everything. That's why everything is instantaneous, like manifestation, healing, magic, creativity, all stems from a thought, feeling, and emotion. And so evoking that is how you affect change, and you need to validate it through the feeling. The feeling is the starting point. And so when you start to master the feeling where your attention, intention can go anywhere and move the energy any way you want, then you start to do you know crazy stuff, palpating the pineal gland, oscillating the crystals, creating what some people would call a hallucinogenic sort of experience. Well, you know, that's what I'm having right now. You guys are sitting here talking to me. The walls have fallen away and I'm sitting in the middle of the universe getting high as a kite, running sun energy through me right now, and it feels really good. And so understanding that and being conscious, and I'm not looking like I'm, I've had three drinks and you know partied for the last six days, that's not how – I mean, when you start to really harness the energy, that's, that's your consciousness, that's your chemical uh, response all day, every day. And you know, a lot of the gurus, you'll see them in that state where, man, that guy looks high. I mean, or, or he's just sitting there and really – Hey, man. He's relaxed. Yeah. I'm really relaxed because you can access and change the chemistry any way you want, whenever you want, however you want. And the more and more you validate it through the confirmation of your experience in this realm makes it real to you. And then it changes the state. But, you know, you need to have experiences that validate that. So when you've been using practices that you may have experienced through Joe Dispenza, what are the most profound experiences that you've evoked from his um, methods? Uh, listening to the process of the electrical charge to the chemical charge and then recognizing, I'll, I'll tell you a very simple story that helped me understand it. I was walking my dog 
Across the street was another dog that was unleashed. And my dog has a little bit of a charge instinct, likes to bark. And I watched it happen. The dog came across the street and I fell over and hit my foot really hard on the, uh, on a rock. And, uh, my first thought process was, okay. I, I kind of immediately went to Joe and I said, what happens if I don't freak out and bring a lot of negative energy to this moment? What if I just accept it? And it was healed in about 12 hours. Like it was like, I thought I had broken my foot and it was swollen and to, it was completely healed. And I think that was the beginning for me to really go, okay, there's something going on here that I actually can control because even like the fruit of the spirit of from love all the way to self-control, self-control is the point is for us to be able to control ourselves and learning that control mechanism was huge for me. And it allowed me to realize, okay, how much of trauma is stored negative energy. Right. And that's, and, and that's what I've known for a long time, but it proved it at that moment. Right. Right. Um, I would say that, um, the, the faster the healing and, and that, that was completely hinged on your suspension of disbelief mm. and the fact that you're, you're fighting with yourself and understanding mm. that this is possible. And I, I you, you sort of like surrendered to a moment and mm-hmm. you were beside yourself that within 12 hours it was gone. And so, that's the beginning of something profound just in and of itself understanding that. And I mean, that's what I get back to when I talk about my app and what I was trying to get to was the, when you validate, you can validate your experience every day. How does that work? Well, I can take you once you've exposed to the app the first time and and interestingly enough, you talk about control. Well, Mm -hmm. it's about mastering your emotions because that's the first thing you need to realize is a simulation. When you realize that and you can go, my emotions over there, sit, stay, and I'll let you know if I'm interested in using you at any particular right. point. This is a part of the mastery, and you do that within the Way126 app. You master your emotions, and that's the mm-hmm. first baseline. As a priest, that's the first baseline for my experience mm-hmm. is to be able to realize that's a simulation. That's not real. Mm-hmm. And people are like, excuse me, what? Now, all thoughts of your mind are not real. And when you evolve to a level of consciousness and realize you are not of this body, what can harm you? Whoa. And for years, I kept saying this to my mother. And she'd be like, I don't want to die. You're not <laughs> going to die. Mm-hmm. It's understanding the separation of that. And consciousness is not between your ears. Consciousness is all things. And when you mm-hmm. access that, you access all the information. Yes. So the, the validation of that on a day-to-day basis, what I meant to say was once you experience the app once, you can go away, not use it, walk into a really busy room, create a confrontation if you choose to of someone else just because you're human. Your humanness is begging you to validate something. You're under high stress, high emotional stress. Close your eyes, call in the experience you've already been exposed to because once you see it, you cannot unsee it. And you, ca- you count nine times, take a breath in and out, hold it for nine seconds, and you will eliminate and erase the emotional content that you're in. And that's how you're able to measure on a daily basis. This stuff is really working for me. Mm. I'm not just sitting here going, I feel really relaxed when I go in here. It, it kind of seems like I'm I'm completely high and I've done this for 27 minutes. And mm-hmm. once I go back to my real world stuff, I'm, 
I'm out of luck because now I've got some real problems because my job has pressure, my life has mm -hmm. pressure, my real world perception of reality. And that's where you get to discern the noise and you use your neurology, your tuning fork to realize you are all powerful. Well, I think this is what I love about science now is it's discovering that a lot of what's happening in any moment that you perceive as trauma is really a release of some kind of dopamine. And you're basically captured by it because it turns off your prefrontal cortex. And I think what I love about what you're saying, which is true of a lot of the solution, I don't say solutions, but a lot of the practices that I've found is it's in that first 10 to 90 seconds. Like the, the most dopamines last no longer than five or six seconds. They can go to 15, but your idea of holding your breath is getting you past that immediate hit mm -hmm. to then let this come back on. And there's a tremendous amount of power there. Well, yeah, I mean, we we have thousands of different respiration uh, practices from embryonic breathing to a primordial breathing, understanding that when you when your consciousness, you don't breathe from your your physical, you know, anatomy. So we're breathing from consciousness. It's not like I mean, I the longest I've held my breath was, you know, well over 20 minutes up to 27 minutes. I've seen David Blaine hold his breath for over 40. And so hang on a he second. Did that on TV, I think. Yeah, he yeah. did. And and I've actually witnessed it here in Vegas when I've, I've watched him live. And so understanding that it has nothing to do with the simplicity, I like to always help you, like help people understand you have an incredible foundation. What I would suggest to you on your journey of exploration of consciousness would be, except you know nothing and you know everything. I think I'm I think I'm sitting on the doorstep of that. I feel like I'm Rich and I have been exploring the concept of nothingness this year in conversations and what it means to be no thing. And I think a lot of that is the separation from our ego to become uh what's the third one? All things or um but it's this it's this journey away from our ego and towards consciousness. I, I've definitely experienced consciousness. I tell Rich every night I walk my dog and I really focus very deeply on, I'm, it's uh, what Virginia Drake on our last episode called dropping into your heart. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning to do that, that this, this is really hard. If you live just here in the head, it's really hard. Uh, to live disconnected from your heart. And as men, men are, they shut, we shut down our heart and live primarily in our brain. And I'm learning to do the opposite. I'm learning to drop in. And I had an experience a couple of nights ago um, where I, it was, it was a uh, Friday night and I had a physical sensation of the difference between being up here and being down here. And all of a sudden I realized, oh shit, when I'm down here, all of my security mechanisms are disabled. And that's a scary place for a lot of people to be. But it was where all the richness of experience and energy is. Well, Jonathan, you know, you've or you've been on that heart journey and been you know manifesting it for a long time. I'm the one that we talked about. I'm the polemicist here, um, San San, and I've lived in the world of the head, and I've been called out on a couple occasions by people on a plane and a gal in, the, in our small group about like tapping into that heart. So the way I've been able to tap into it uh, without any kind of other intentionality is to do it through TM. And I guess one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, because when we talk about science, 
you have a science of 27 minutes with your app, but the science of TM says 20 26. minutes in the morning. Oh, well, I think you said 27 minutes in the app, right? No, I said 27. We, we work in, in numbers. We work in the, the numbers, the letters. They're all integrated deep within your DNA. Understanding oh, it's the, the way one twenty six. Sorry about that. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So the way one twenty six is is all got to do with the power of nine within Taoism. That's the highest number. Got it. So the reason why you that twenty minutes twice a day in in our in TM is because your mind is racing for fifteen minutes. Then you can go to the unified field for five, and then by the time you do it in the afternoon, I think it kind of hits you a little bit better. It's like that memory. So tell me a little bit about your app and what and. Can you go through the logistics of, because of, of, I'm very interested already. Yeah. Um, you know, I yeah. want to get to that place where I, I feel, I felt the unified field. And when I do my TM, I can feel something in the prefrontal. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. It's definitely not the pineal gland, but I definitely right. feel something physiological when I'm in this, in the presence and I'm doing it right. And one of the things I loved about TM compared to mindfulness meditation or other kind of meditation is that it was just effortless, right? Even Cameron Diaz, if she can do it, anybody can do it, right? <laughs> that's her claim to fame and they do have the celebrities right so tm does have david lynch and, and that whole gang but in terms of what you're talking about can you walk us through a little bit about why that kind of period of time is important and how that helps your your folks and the people well, that you yeah stand? yeah yeah first and foremost you know understanding how you access everything i mean everything is instantaneous so the second you, you um turn on the way 126 the sound permeates your neurology, i.e. your vagus nerve, which is the maestro and conductor of all things, every cell in your body. Collectively, you might have an argument with a neurologist whether it accesses your spleen or not, but I can tell you once you turn on the 50 trillion cells and access that 0.07 millivolts of electricity within each cell, and you've collectively unified them as you have used the word to describe it as, you will feel everything. So when someone disputes the idea, there's no third eye, there's nothing behind here, you can't feel anything, the brain isn't sympathetically innovated that way, there's no way you're going to feel it. I can promise you, I can have you feel every part of your physical body and then everything outside of that, because that's the mastery that we're speaking of. And that's how you're able to validate your experience. It doesn't come from, so your head could be running all day long, but when you feel it, that's the green light that you're you're in a state of consciousness and your brain, I've done so many EEGs on, on people that have used this stuff. The response is always the same. You evoke a gamma frequency, the brain wave frequency, and then you're able to play with that. Once you envelop the whole brain, then you can play in the theta and the alpha state while completely highly conscious, not highly anxious, whereas more of a beta uh, frequency would be in that state. So when you hit 27 minutes, you have really like 27 minutes, I would equate to eight hours of meditation, eight hours of sleep, eight hours of relaxation just from that one hit. And the, the biggest test for that is you validate it. I can ex- I can explain it to you, but I'm not going to have you. I'm not going to go. Listen, it's going to no. You will validate it, and your neurology will speak on that because understanding how the mirror neurons work within your brain, this is happening instantaneously. So as soon as your access to any material, you're able to replicate that instantaneously within your neurology. So this is a really powerful thing. Now I explain it that way. Now before that, before I would use 
you know, uh, scientific terms or quantum physics or anything of that nature. Within Taoism, we, we talk about what we call mirror magic, where you are, you are replicating the external with the internal, the internal with the external, the old expression, you are the field, the field is you, you are the universe, the universe is you, everything is all encapsulated or broken down to more a uh, holographic uh, sort of like model of understanding how we're simulating wave to light to matter to particle, i.e. what you perceive right now as your reality. So that time frame, and like I said, you could literally spend the first couple of seconds and there's what we call what I call nine transitions that lead you into the experience that brings up to the 27 minutes. And those nine transitions are specific things that work with your unconscious. And then the last three transitions out of the nine are specifically uh, wiring up the brain, the heart and the gut. So you synchronize those three, then you go into the experience itself. And, and, you know, I've had everything from miraculous healings to epiphanies to spiritual uh, encounters to I'm, I'm conscious. I've never been more conscious. I'm a magician. I'm doing healings at will. All these things take place because you're opening to high levels of consciousness. Understand that when you layer yourself, and that's why I said when you accept you know nothing, you know everything, it's because you speak on the power of the words, words, linguistics can be encapsulated within many things. And I like, it's very important for me. I, I define myself as a Taoist master only because that's what is titled with being an ordained priest in two lineages of Taoism. I don't call myself a master per se because I have an ego the size of Wyoming. That understanding, and it's really important because the student is the teacher, the teacher is the student. Walking away mm -hmm. from this interaction with you guys today, we, we, we expand on all-knowing collectively. And that singular expression comes from an epiphany that we're all having right now through our interaction and, and frequency exchange. And that sort of comes to a higher level. But getting back to when you accept you know nothing, you know everything, it's, it's really important that you guys are highly um, intellectual thinkers and that, you know, if you were to go to the emotion because of the programming you're in, anxiety and fear are emotions that you work and struggle with the most. And that then replicates into OCD and other behaviors of that nature. And because you are the same, you are so entwined from how you process in your friendship, you mimic and mirror very similar uh, physical and psychological sort of makeups. Does that make sense? For sure. No, I mean, it's, um, there's been definitely times when we've come alongside the same ideas or thoughts and things have come together, right? There's definitely that, that synergy. And I mean, we, we, we lead, we lead our podcast by Jonathan saying, I'm a little left of center and I say I'm a little right of center, but it's still, you know, I'm, we, we did a, we did a transgender episode where we both kind of came together on the same page because it was all about um, leading with love and don't hurt kids, you know? And that kind of thing, right? So it was easy to get aligned on, on the right types of things instead of like throwing stones, you know? Right. I right. think we're, we are uh, different. We have very different backgrounds. So we take different approaches. I think I'm a lot more uh, risky than Rich, but he still tries. So we have a lot in common and a lot that's different. Yeah, yeah. It always, it's always, it's very, very simple. Psych, uh, yeah. uh, clairvoyance, psychic 101. 
you attract yeah. what is within you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, Rich and I were attracted because we're we do have similar journeys, you know, especially yeah, around our yeah. faith. And yeah, yeah. It, uh, the, and by no way was I uh, attempting no, to we're not worried about that. character. It was yeah. more an observation yeah. of understanding the synchronicity, but more so you limit yourself when you come from, and I always remind people this, when you come from uh, psychology, biology, physiology, it's a very limited start, place to start because you have a, a, a preconceived expectation or understanding of what is, and that mm -hmm. can be good and bad and indifferent. Understand that if you layer it as a foundation of something and then expand from that, and that's what most humans find very difficult because that information has already been put in the computer. So what you're saying is, mm -hmm. hey, guess what? I think this way, I'm open to this, but the linguistics speak differently. So if you sit here and you listen to someone, so if we just do, and because I, I sort of have a, you know, I, I, I interview mentalists, illusionists, hypnotists, mm -hmm. uh, psychotherapists, whatever you want to call yourself, there's always a place and a time for everything. And so, you know, the, the godfather of, uh, you know, do you know what Tony, have you heard of Tony Robbins before? Of yeah. course. Yeah. And, and, what, he, him, yeah. He's, and what's he the godfather? on flaming coals and all kinds of stuff. And what's he a god? What's he the godfather of? Do you know? No. Rather than just being a motivational speaker, he's actually a master manipulator. So he was the seed in the beginning of what we call a thing called, which they've coined that. Now you talk about words as uh, dispenser has referred to it. Mm -hmm. Within Taoism, we call it incantations. Mm -hmm. So the power of incantations applied to what we call talismans, where you're constructing a specific type of like magic you're drawing it out and then you're imprinting it with the incantation what we would call the prayer right the prayer or yeah whatever and so that is very powerful so nlp which you've probably heard of neuro-linguistic programming yeah that's tony robbins's bread and butter that's how he made his millions so there is levels and degrees of understanding now i look at that and i go when i see it i'm like okay I'm okay if people identify and they're able to tell people that's what they're doing, but when they collectively do it in a way that is sort of manipulative, I then have no mercy for someone when I viscerate them because it's, there's, there's a manipulation that comes with that. And a lot of politicians, um, motivational speakers, they all do the same type of thing. I'm a salesperson. I'm a motivator. And it's not good. I mean, it's so powerful, right? Just like Jonathan said, words are so powerful. You had that epiphany, that realization, and people need to understand that that's the foundation of everyone's basically growth of consciousness is realizing how powerful those words are, numbers, symbols, words, letters. They're all integrated into your DNA that is going back lifetimes. And, you know, that could be, you know, mm -hmm. measured by the scientific facts back in the well, the 90s, we were talking about heart math, which then, you know, dispenser yeah. leans on that. And then we have, you know, uh, a physicist back in the early 2000s who deciphered the code within a DNA strand, which came up with the God code, right, which yeah. you guys are probably familiar with. You know, what did it say? What did it say? What did it say? God eternal in this body. And I mean, look, but we can program anything. If I sit here long enough and I chant a, a, a mantra audibly or inaudibly in my mind, it will permeate the very field and essence of everything around us. And it will be received by you, regardless of your mindset. 
Does that make sense? Just as your information is coming to me, I, my information is coming to you, we are all one. And when we realize that, all these things are taking place. So the epigenetic model of understanding the environment affects the genes. You are a product of your environment. Your thoughts can switch on and off your gene expression is an epiphany that, you know, uh, you know, what's his name? Lipton had back in the 60s, playing around with stem cells, bringing it up to the forefront and sort of like translating this into an understanding within a, a, a language called science that people can go, oh, that crazy ancient stuff that uh, Dallas Master San Quen does is quantified in a language. And that's why I find it, I appreciate these types of people that are bringing this information in. And then I can lean on it and go, okay, this experience that you had is a complete reflection of this, this, and this. And here are the mechanisms that will help you understand how you had that experience, how you feel this way, why you're perceiving your reality to this degree. And it's so beautiful when, when Jonathan talks about how you feel it in the heart. But I mean, understanding that if you sit on the couch of some psychiatrist or psych psychologist and they work through what's going on up here, it's never going to be resolved, reflectant of the actual trauma and all the other energy that is permeated in the heart itself because you have a brain in your heart that is equivalent to the brain you have in, in your skull. And so all that trauma that we speak of that you guys have become really familiar with, that emotional trauma is stored there. And from a Taoist, ancient Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, we observe that the most powerful uh, remedy for any Chinese medicine is energetics. So that's mm -hmm. the Qigong. And that's where we, we lean on respiration. Qigong in definition means moving energy with your breath and mm -hmm. Qigong, which we work on, which is moving energy with your mind. And so you, you culminate the two and you create this experience where you become quite masterful. But that understanding, that powerful understanding that Jonathan had with his dog, and he was able to perceive and receive this this physiological healing that was, you know, m miraculous in your opinion. Within 12 hours, it was gone. You know, I sprained my ankle or whatnot. It brings me back to one of my first entry experiences from a physiological level many decades ago when I was first starting to learn distance healing. There was a moment where, you know, I'd gone through this particular ritual and training and I had all the, 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 doc, the notes and everything. And I was sort of like, okay, went home, got a phone call from my friend, old rotary phone, you know how it works. And I'm like, okay, uh, what's going on? Oh, I can't meet you today. Okay, all right. Okay, next week. And she's like, yeah, I'm kind of bummed. And, and I was just about to get off the phone. And I said, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on. And I have, I'm literally sitting here looking at this. I'm like, let me try something. And she's like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? I've got a sprained ankle. I can't meet you this week. It's the size of a watermelon. It's not going to happen. I'm like, let me try this. I just was exposed to this today. Now, this is what I talk about, childlike state, and this is where we go back to except you know nothing. And I only say that for, for people to really embrace what's in the present moment and understanding that the universe doesn't have a moral compass. It mm. is completely related to the present moment. They're, the past, future, and present are culminated as one. And when you understand your gift is your offering, which is the cycle of all things, and the gift is the present, blammo. Right now. And so I'm sitting there and I'm going, hang on a second, before you get off, one, two, three. I'm going through this list, reading it out. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. 
now I'm going to do this next thing. She says, well, what? I'm just going to speak a few words. And this is the power that Jonathan talks about words. And let's see what happens. She's like, okay. I said, heal, 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 heal. And then the next words were expletives that I'll leave off your podcast, but it starts with the abbreviation of WTF. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what am I doing? I, I have no, quite honestly, I have no idea what I'm doing. I just read off this instruction sheet, how I'm supposed to do this. I went through it, processed it. Then I spoke the words that were necessary to evoke the change. And she goes, my ankle was the size of a bowling ball. It's disappeared. And now I'm standing on it. And oh my like, gosh. And I, you know what I said? I said, I said, I said, bullshit. And she's like, I'm not kidding you. I don't know what kind of weird stuff you're into. You're freaking me out right now. And I'm like, this is just a connection. What, what, and, and what I put this down to on every miraculous healing that I've been b- bared witness to, and I've seen thousands of them. I mean, I could write a book and there's nothing I haven't seen. So if you can think of your wildest imagination of a healing, I've seen it before my very eyes. And so when that happened to her, I was like, look, look, all I did was read off the script and my acceptance, and this is a key factor of Taoism, accepting and allowing and what we call Wu Wei, which is effortless action, effortless effort. And then you access what we call the Wu Ji, which is the stillness between the breath in and out, which is the breath in and out, yang and yin. And that's where you access the stillness. And, you know, that's that's how I attribute it to it. And ever since my level of consciousness accessing, you know, channeling Latsu, my, my teacher, the information is direct, instantaneous. And that's how I, that, that's how things roll out. So when, if I'm doing something that would be a telekinesis sort of experience where you want to see something like psychokinesis, if I take a spoon and I, me- and I, and I bend it before your very eyes, a really heavy piece of metal, there's a level of consciousness you dip into between three, four and five D and you will feel it and things start to wiggle. They start to transform before your very eyes and you feel like you're on some type of hallucinogen. But then the matter itself reverses back into wave, light, bam. And then the miracle is that you can tangibly validate that in this 3D reality. And that's when it becomes real to you. Well, what's funny is, and I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be, it's something so trivial in that I manifested a win in my fantasy football um, game this, this Sunday in that I had already envisioned writing um, a, a post. So I've been sucking ass. And so um, I've, I've won the last two games and I was dead in the water for this particular week where my, my, my quarterback went down. So you're probably familiar with fantasy. It's a big weight time suck. But in my mind, I'd already written out three games, three victories, three quarterbacks with a combined score of 21 points that I was going to send to them. And I've already, I, I willed it. And then I watched as I went from a, 12 to 18 or 20% chance of winning to one point being in the nines to winning by 1.5 points through a set of miraculous kinds of movements. Um, that's silly, but I think at the same time, it just means, I mean, and I think we want to focus on things that are really helpful that are, I mean, what we want to think about is how do we heal what's going on in Hamas and Israel? How do we engender things? And I guess Sometimes we get caught up in the grandiose and we need to focus on the minute in the day-to-day. And if we focus on the minute day-to-day and we have enough people that are focusing on the little bit of things, then that can cause the larger, you know, greater 
the, the butterfly and the and the wind, right, or, or what have you, right? Well, yeah, it's, it's it's just really important. So if I lean on those types of things that are more what some people might call, you know, um, a, a an individual validation, I do it specifically to to create a level of consciousness and awareness to that individual, whether it's a physical healing, whether it's, you know, doing something that is of a higher level of consciousness, like, um, you know, erasing PTSD within a second on anybody. Um, you know, these types of things validate the individual's experience, and then they become a, a replication of a higher frequency that then adds to the collective amplifying this singular that we speak of and then that's able to ripple out into all things which it's it's always a win so you're winning at your fantasy football is another validation and that level of consciousness then increases so you know i always tell people if you want to and i have a manifestation video on my uh, youtube channel that goes into great detail how to access manifestation and it has to do with a feeling and the feeling is is critical. So if you if you understand the uh, default of a human being is creativity, then that is instant gamma f- f- brainwave. Oh gosh, pure creativity is pure is pure reality. The creativity becomes the the reality. Correct. And yeah, and so when you uh, and I always use music as a basic one. You take any song that you have. Any, any song that's your favorite, you have a moment where you are resonating at that high frequency that makes you feel good. The chorus, the beat, the song itself. Well, that artist, when creating that music, imprinted the gamma brainwave into that peak. That's why you feel so good. You're like, oh man, wait, 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 the 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 chorus, and then da-da, 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 and man, I'm really feeling it. That is that moment of consciousness where you can manifest, create, heal, or cast magic. And you're like, whoa, what? That sort of sounds benign. I promise you, take what I just said, go out, find your favorite song, and do just that, and watch how fast your manifestations turn into reality because that's that's the picosecond stuff, and that happens that quickly. And I've, you know, I think I've got like 20,000 views on that. Everyone walks away going, I can't believe I just manifested a bag of money, a new job, the the hottest girl of my dreams, the da, 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 whatever it is, the moral compass is not generated from the universe. The moral compass is not generated from a higher level of consciousness. It is generated from your humanness, your perceived reality, and that sort of leads into what we call a duality, which will always keep you limited. So what does that mean? It means that understanding that there is no right or wrong, there is no up or down, and people are like, Sifu, that's crazy. Now you're just screwing with my mind. It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, the ultimate goal of a Taoist is there's a yin and yang. There's polarizing, right? Up and down, mm-hmm. in and out. Each side of a mountain, one's yin, one's yang. You get to the top of the mountain, the peak, and everything becomes one with everything. So now all of a sudden you have being. When you're at being, this is this consciousness that we t- talk of, um, dispenser talks of, a high level of consciousness, a coherence, that makes it possible to do all these things that you would perceive as superhuman. They're quite human. That's part of the humanist, part of the human being, is being able to access this this entry point. But when we compartmentalize, when we give it category or definition or title is where you 
become limited. It's where the manifestation doesn't take place. The healing doesn't take place. It was like Jonathan had that epiphany when he fell over and hurt his ankle. He said, well, what would Dr. Joe do? And then you had a little dialogue with him on a, on a, and that already is another level of perception that maybe you're not even validating, but you were speaking of it in your mind. You didn't use your mouth, but you heard it. So you could hear something that was inaudible. You were able to speak. Inside her head, yeah. Yeah. So boom, yeah. boom, boom. All of a sudden you went from five senses to eight senses instantaneously. You were doing it right there and you were able to go, hang on a second, boom. Now, when you access these high levels of consciousness to heal or manifest or do anything of that nature that's visibly in front of you that takes place at that moment, there must be a dil dilution of, of title. Everything falls away. There is no right or wrong. There's no up or down. Everything is as one. So this mic, you guys, me, all of us converge as one thing and we are and we are just pure consciousness. And so it goes from third person, first person, no person. Does that make there sense? Can't be good and evil. There can't be good or evil if you're in, in the unified field. There's no duality. It's non duality. Well, there's both. And that, yeah, yeah, the unified field is a conscious. It's like you said. I like that analogy. Um, the, the peak, it's both sides of the mountain. Uh, Victor, uh, Virginia Drake last week called uh, the road less traveled is the line in between the yin and the yang, or, which is the brain. And which is the, the Wu-Ji. Which we which as Taoists, you know, because yin and yang, it's like always, it's like a universal thing. Everyone goes, well, what, what, what is that? You're a Taoist. What does that mean? Have you ever seen the yin and yang? Yeah, look, I got a tattoo on my arm. <laughs> well, there you go. That's integrated at a higher level, and people don't even realize they're resonating with this messagery that has been around for ten or twenty years. Even when Jade Emperor was roaming the earth twenty thousand years ago, then into the Yellow Emperor, who was the guy who created China which then created like Chinese medicine, alternative healing, all that infrastructure was from 10,000 years ago. And so you well, have all this sense. If you really think about it, as human beings, we create derivatives almost. If we're in a lack of consciousness, we're always going to sort of get negative. But there's always been enough people in history to bring about a level of understanding of consciousness because the one I can point to is Jesus. Jesus brought about the idea of grace, which is a both and. It's, hey, grace is both and. It's both sides of the mountain. And a lot of other faith traditions or journeys, they've all said the same thing. But now science is now saying, oh, guess what? We're discovering this thing called the unified field in math. And guess what? It looks like the kingdom of heaven. It's There's a weird convergence happening, not to use Joe's word, but just life is beginning to shift dramatically because life doesn't look anything like when we were kids yeah at all. yeah at no, all. no no i i concur i mean but i'm also having conversations with people that still believe in newtonian physics so uh yeah um you know i mean I you, you, you you he know he was a mason you know he he, he <laughs> those kids are still trying to find some meteorite underneath the planet to tap into the power source instead of in, instead of the heart right they're right. looking for power um, if you believe in all the conspiracy, but I mean, there's, there's been a lot, you know, the whole, they're, they're missing the point. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. And I mean, that goes back to Darwin's theory. And then, you know, we're still operating on those three type of constructs of reality, just within Darwin's theory that, you know, reverts back to what we've been subject to for the last couple of years, 
right down to, you know, attrition by, you know, uh, famine and other things of that nature. That's how, you know, his observation of equalizing the reality due to the fact that human beings replicate much faster than plants. So how are we going to feed a population that's in excess? We need to homeostasis. We need to regulate that. When, of course, if that's that's quite a fallacy. But you know, we go we can go down that rabbit hole. I mean, conspiracy theory in of itself was designed by someone creating some psychological Indeed. construct to deceive you in its nature. And I think it came back to some type of organization that might be government in their nature that created these types of uh, mind prisons that we speak of. And so, you know, I mean, it layers on and on and on. But, I mean, Darwin's theory is who hasn't heard the um, uh, the good old-fashioned one, uh, survival of the fittest? And that's Darwin's theory. That's straight out of his mouth. And we're still replicating it now in 2023. And people are like, yeah, you know, I just – you know, that's how it works. And I'm no, it. Yeah, no. I've heard We've shifted I've heard a lot of people say that doesn't work anymore. No, like, there's doesn't. a consciousness level raising that says, wait a minute, no matter how many, it's not religious based, it's just human based. That doesn't work. And a lot of people no. are really beginning to, I think that's that consciousness shift that I see happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it's really, when you use that word, it's uh, most people are still like, what is that? What does that even mean? Like, I don't even know what that means. And that's like, I really love that part of like Bruce Lee back in the seventies, just before he died, he did a couple of interviews and it's like, cause he was, he was practicing Taoism. So it was like, you know, flow like water, my friend, it's the consciousness. And so you have that rippling effect, that echoing. And like today, now it's, you know, the forefront of most people's first observation what is you know what is awareness that is meditation what is consciousness that is being aware i mean two of the same up and down in and out a higher level of sensory perception i mean this is how we've sort of like evolved that you know if you 20 years ago you 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 couldn't get on the internet and look up psychic mediums it wouldn't have existed you know 10 well, years also we're, we have seen, there's a dramatic shift between even my gen, generation, I'm Gen X, and my yeah. kids' generation, millennials and down, they don't have the religious baggage that our generations do. So that resistance, I don't see any of that in their generation. They start with homosexuality is not a problem. They start with religion is for the masses and I'm not interested. They start from this idea that, uh, but they're also missing out on hope because the well, world is kind of a weird, bleak place right now. And I think we're at a place where something's got to change. Right, right. No, like no. That, we're at that point. No, no, I, I, would, I would agree with you. But what, what, there's sort of like a cycle, spirituality, religion. This is a cycle that hum, hum, human, humanity has been going through for hundreds of years. Yeah. And so you go through these cycles. My my most the most interesting thing that I'm observing is this dismissal. And w when you dismiss religion, you also dismiss people's belief systems. Unfortunately, this country has been punished by it. But let's be honest: take a dollar bill and know what the foundation of this country came from, which was in God. You in God oh, we yes. trust, right? Yeah. And so there's a level of that. And and being a Taoist priest, people would be completely blown away when I tell them one of my favorite pastors in the world is Joel Osteen. And people are like, whoa, 
what is wrong with you? Have you lost your mind? Is this guy, this guy's just a, a, a Ponzi scheme, money laundering, God knows what. I mean, they go through this whole gamut of different things. Right. When you understand how channeling works and you go and w- watch one of his sermons, there is a shift of energy that takes place with this guy that is second to none. And how do I know this? I do this all day long. And it is really, really profound. And, you know, he gets me so deep. It's like in the end when he goes, and now it's time for you to take Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, into your heart. I'm like, damn straight. I'm, I'm coming in. I'm in, Jesus, wherever you want. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm in. I'm in, brother. High five on that one. And it's like there's that beautiful collective that comes with that. And so, you know, I mean, when you dismiss that, and especially with your, your, you know, your children's generation, mm, there's this psychosis that's going on too, and we need to be yes, aware of that. Very much so. And so there's yes. a lot of like, there's like this. You don't understand, but I've had fr- I've had friends that have paid absorbent amounts of money for higher education for their children to literally the last couple of years want to lynch them because they had a different belief system than them. So it's kind of like, hang on a second, you're training someone to believe a certain thing and be trained in the thought process that then becomes very limited, right? And you're like, hang on a second, what? This doesn't even make sense. How is that possible? And hey, I spent $400,000 to have someone, one of my children tell me I'm a racist. Wow, that's kind of blind blowing to me. When we all should get along, we all should accept and allow each other. But then it's that programming that we we speak of. So it's like I'm I'm really curious to see the dismissal of that, the acceptance of spirituality, the realization because there's this there's this like level of tolerance. We talk about you know you talk about homosexuality. That's a huge big thing, especially within you know um, you know originally I'm originally from Australia, so we we have one of the biggest gay gay communities probably in the world. If not, I've I've never seen a gay Mardi Gras a gay Mardi Gras bigger than the one that they put out through Sydney, Australia. There were, at the time, there was three million people that populate Sydney, and at the gay Mardi Gras, there would be over five million people attending. So, oh, nice. like an epicenter that that type of you know madness. But you know, I personally. I have my own sexual preference, but I don't go around going, hi, my name's Dallas Master San Quinn. I am straight. It doesn't sort of enter my programming of how I perceive a reality or even somebody, sort of like a level of judgment, but that's sort of like neither here nor there. But understanding that being all the same, that kind of acceptance, and I mean, that's probably not so much the framework of like Christianity, right? So Christianity is... I think to a certain extent, historically lost, but kind of coming into its own. I think what's happening now is a lot of the bullshit factor of Christianity is being burned away. It's kind of like, yeah, that doesn't work. The uh, the power structures. There's yeah, also the yeah, abuse. Of that. Not only the abuse in the Catholic Church, but even in the Southern Baptist Convention. And that's shown to be even more horrifying because it's not hierarchical, right? Each of these particular congregations has their own autonomy instead of the archdiocese the past, the, the bishop says, hey, let's scuttle this guy over here. And then they have to take him, right? In this particular case, they're very aware of what's going on and they're willingly sending them to, to be predators at the next particular place. So uh, push that aside, Jonathan. You're absolutely right. We, we've, we've lost our way in terms of that structured kind of well, Christianity, right? 
Yeah, but what well, happens is you take that coating off and you can start allowing the spirit, which is just energy, to move finally. Because historically, the last 18, 1900 years, uh, Christianity has been an extremely masculine, head-dominated faith. And it's never been able to drop into the heart like Jesus showed us. And yeah. now I think it's that is going away and that it's beginning um, to drop into its heart. Sure, sure. And I mean... Again, always remember your perception of your reality is your truth and your truth only, the only truth that you need to be concerned with. Mm -hmm. So everyone has a starting seed point. I always get a lot of these people that are a spiritual, I'm a, I'm a guru, I'm a pastor, I'm a priest, I'm an enlightened one. And then they, they, they look at the individual and then you see the seed of judgment, which is truly not accepting and allowing. It's like there's a very is a very delusional state of realization. What is truly consciousness? Consciousness is all things. And when you truly accept and allow all things, then you're, you are, you're not being adverse or diverse or inclusive or exclusive. You are one with all. And yeah, that's, that's the unified uh, field. That's the, that's the distinct nature of it is it includes both sides of the polarity. Mm-hmm. And in any direction, for any emotion, any experience, both sides are always inside of the unified field. So there sure. is some measure at which they can uh, find a space that road less traveled. We had a, a guest, Brittany, on, and she's she kind of went the opposite direction as us. And she explored nihilism and kind of the outcomes of that. But she had a really great idea, which was all life exists on the spectrum of the differences of two people and mm -hmm. where they come together to find their humanity, that thin line, that's the road less traveled. That's where it's not polarized. It's in that middle space. And that's mm -hmm. where we find life. Mm -hmm. uh, we uh, find I, mean, I, I think that's a beautiful uh, per perception, observation. Um, consciousness in definition to me is you're sitting at one end of the table. I'm sitting yeah. at the other. Yeah. There's an orange in the middle of the table. And you see it my way, your way, and I see it my way. It's all the same, yet we're accessing the same information. And so the validation is the information. The validation is psychics, mediums, healers, um, enlightened people, uh, less lightened people, judgmental people, non-judgmental people, uh, good, bad, and ugly, green, gold, orange all that comes together as one. And when we are able to realize that, then we have a high level of the, the biggest fallacy is, you know, people get caught up in whatever practice they're into and they're like, I have to master that. So I have to, th there's this expression that, especially within um, uh, the alternative healing, there must be a death. And um, unfortunately I would have to disagree. Absolutely. 1000%. My personality is my personality. I love 80s movies. I enjoy um, uh, working out, powerlifting, bodybuilding, uh, uh, you know, uh, playing with, uh, you know, action figures. Yes, that's right. Understanding that, you know, I can hang out with my five kids that all love to do all these different things. And then I can go and the power of my attention intention is envelop San Quinn, put him aside, access the higher level of ascension and consciousness and affect an instant healing, affect an instant manifestation, an instant realization. There is something greater, that creativity, and that is evident by 
the experience that's before me in this 3D reality from a 5D. And, you know, it just, it's all about validating what's going on. It's not, it's not just this spoken word, which is so very important. It's being able to show you, I'm a show you, show me type of guy. It's like, okay, that's really good. Now show me. And that's where people kind of get a little lost because they're still conceptual. And that's a beautiful place. There is no right place. You you get into your place wherever you're at. If you're at wherever you're at, you're only going up or you're 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 getting even higher. It's just wherever the dial is for you to turn it on, snap it on, turn it up another few notches, and that becomes realized. Right. One of the things that I was thinking about um, going back to this conflict we've got in the Middle East is that when you look at what happened in the turn of the first millennia, um, you actually had um, Jews, Muslims, and Christians all working together, but they were under the guise of, of mysticism. And if you look at the Alhambra and you look at Alphonse X, he had all of these people at his court. And that's when you had real synergy, right? That's just where, it, I mean, there were some different backgrounds, right? But at the same time, they all saw the same energy of, of, of the big G, Right. And it's so sad that um, we, we have this reality, right? We have this reality of this actual convergence coming together with brilliant kinds of things. I mean, the Alhambra is a sacred geometric edifice, right? And you can just see the love and intention that went into that place. It's just absolutely miraculous in terms of tranquility and just presence, right? So, I mean, I, I guess what, I, what I'd like to figure out, um, Jonathan, we got one more, one more question. But again, we kind of talked about it when Jonathan was getting his power cord. Where would you begin if somebody asked you, where would you begin to say, how do we heal um, what's going on here? Let's move everything else. Let's move the trans, you know, the, the religious versus the, the gay agenda. How, how do we go to that conflict and, and begin to figure out ways to heal that scenario? Mm-hmm. Is that the question? That's the question. Well, well, I mean, understanding that, you know, this is all, all, a catalyst of perception of reality, you know, and, and that would be moreover, if you believe that religion is your thing, if you believe that, you know, there is a separator between these two, you know, forces that are fighting for the same space of land that is wholly in their, in their nature, their perception, their reality conflict that that's, that's being generated. That's man-made. This is all a manipulation, all the stuff. I mean, I could go deeper into the manipulation, but it, it's just straight up at a manipulation. It is, it's not. It's not a. It's in no way something that they just stumbled across. Someone had a bad day and they went just a wall and started murdering people. This has been a catalyst for thousands of years, and it will continue. If you understand a quantum model, it's a fractal pattern that will continue to repeat itself over and over and over again until you change that. And so how do you change any fractal pattern instantaneously rather than waiting for the same trauma to come up again, which is generally how you measure in time when the next event is going to take place due to the trauma that has already been generated, instantly access that you can accept and allow, generate a high frequency, the gamma brainwave. And I always ask people to take the 72-hour challenge. And if you accept and allow everything in your life for 72 hours, you will be drama-free 
and have an effortless experience and ask yourself, what am I doing with my life? I don't have a problem. I am ap- absolutely happy and content and and in embracing everything. I think I need to poke myself in the eye. Maybe I'll put my hand in a door frame and shut it because it's effortless at this point. And that's how quickly you can break that fractal pattern. And so with that said, that fractal pattern will continue. And unless there is a, a circumventing um, a major element of change, which is not going to happen. We're just going to witness this until the end of time. This is it. This is Neo in the architect having that conversation. The architect is saying, you've been through this. We've killed Zion. It's happened over and over and over again. And then Neo opens the door and, and he breaks that fractal trauma that's going to happen again and again and, and bring brings about the, the salvation of the, of the movie, if you would. Right. That is that yeah. moment. Groundhog Day. Right. Of course. You know, or, you know, if you want to take it from a psychological perspective, have you heard of the uh, RAS, reticular activative system? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, basically that's a real fancy psychological way to go. That's your unconscious and you can program it any way you want. Just go buy yourself a red car and you're going to walk outside and start driving down the street and go, oh, my goodness. There's a thousand red cars out there. And that, I mean, that simplicity is too simple for most human beings. So the idea that I could access my unconscious that quickly and program it any way I want just by thinking that is the whole problem with it it in of itself, because then the complexity ravels off into another complexity, into another one. And then we start thinking too much. And then all of a sudden, the face value that I speak of and have this whole time, which is childlike accept and allow everything as is never materializes because but did i say it right was i was i process did i call in the right energy did i pray enough did i did i did i say the right word no when you're the universe it happens instantaneously so that means if you just think it it's so and and so that's kind of like comes back to when I had my first experience 30 years ago saying, heal, 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 because I had no expectation. And so the part of materializing a manifestation is to removing the energy, I mean, the emotional content. Well, when you remove the emotional content and you're not invested and people are like, I get people that call me and say, oh, my grandmother's dying. She was put into a coma. Can you help me out? I'm like, sure, no problem. Done. They call up the next day and they're like, my grandmother went out of, got out of a coma and she's all right. And then three years later, she's having the best life ever because all I'm doing is opening a space of consciousness. That energy is coming in and ramping and supercharging that event. And because I don't have an emotional content, I have, I'm not, I'm not excited either way. Whether she passes yeah. away or whether she heals, it's up to the individual. But understand this, I have a few skills that are trained in accessing that consciousness. And with that comes a level of uh, manifestation, magic, healing, creativity. And that's from creating a higher level, a higher frequency. And that's just something you train in, just like exercise. You go out, you exercise, you do a workout, you lift weights. The same thing happens when it comes to the training of these energies. You you palpate them, you master them. So they're they're absolutely the distinguishing difference between when you think, feel, and know, and it's all realized. You're on mute, Jonathan. There we go. Son, it's an absolute pleasure uh, hanging with you. This has been 
an incredible conversation. I love having these conversations with people who can kind of go this deep. Uh, this is probably one of the deepest podcasts we've had, especially around the idea of manifesting and energy. And I appreciate it because um, I think a lot of people are sort of looking for what's next. Um, and I think I'll tell one quick story and then I'll close is I, 15 years ago, I read the Tao Te Ching and I remember feeling completely guilty doing it, going, who the fuck cares? And I was, after I finished it, I remember saying to myself, what was I worried about? And I want to encourage anybody who's in that traditional space, just take a little risk, have a little bit of courage to try and try what I did, just read it and see what you think. And if you don't walk away, I think you'll be totally surprised. So San, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been an absolute pr uh, pleasure. Rich, any final words? No, just an absolute pleasure and uh, digging in deeper. And I'm looking forward to having additional conversations. I'm just a few hours away from Nevada. I'm in Ventura, Southern California. So uh, I'm Excellent. look out for uh, an email and uh, looking yes, forward to Yes, yes. I would love to have you down to the temple, my friend. I have probably the largest Taoist temple this side of America. So, yeah. We can yeah. do a podcast there. Yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely. You know, I mean, that's it. The final words on that Tao Te Ching, understand just like any scripture, it's a living scripture. I have students, I just had a student on my podcast, and he's been reading it for 12 years. Every time he picks it up, it's like, I just read this, and it's completely different to what it was when I read it yesterday because it's a living scripture. And that's that evoking charge that comes with you, and you'll gravitate to it. Your truth teller will tell you. And it's just, uh, it's been an incredible uh, moment uh, today and very grateful that the two of you invited me on your platform. And I thank you very much for sharing your time with me and your audience sharing their time with us. Absolutely. All right, everybody. It's been a wonderful week. Uh, this is Living in the Matrix. If you can, um, please share uh, guests with us. Our last couple of guests have been suggestions from people. Uh, Son, you were a guest that was recommended to us. So uh, please review and comment. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, hope everyone has an awesome week. This will probably drop sometime uh, later this week. Much love, everybody.